I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, and we're going through the book of Proverbs. Let me take a moment or two for review, and then we'll continue into chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2 is the location of our study this time. If we were meeting at the building, this would be the class for April the 8th. In our first class, we really highlighted the prerequisite attitude. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That simply means, if I want wisdom from God in my heart and life, there is an attitude that is essential, and it's called the fear of the Lord. What does that involve? Knowing who God is, respecting Him wholeheartedly, loving Him, aware of how terrible it is to displease Him, all of that. The fear of the Lord, that's the starting place to acquire instruction necessary for wise living and a good ultimate outcome. In Proverbs 1, 8 through 19, we listen in while a father warns his son about temptation, telling his son, when sinners invite you into sin, do not consent. Then in the class previous to this, wisdom cries aloud in the streets. This world is a noisy place with the outcry of appeals to fulfill immediate appetite or get caught up in greed or follow the world into immorality. About that noise, if we are attentive, there is a higher call. There is the call from God through His Word for us to listen and pay attention and be instructed to live on a higher plane. Now we are into Proverbs chapter 2. I'm going to use the words of our Lord to announce the theme of this chapter. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. With that in mind, listen please to Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you will call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you will seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked, 
and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress, with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house sinks down to earth and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous, for the upright will inhabit the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. That's Proverbs chapter 2. Reading this, my impression was, this is primarily about what Jesus spoke in Matthew 5 and verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God is gracious. He is worthy of our reverence and honor, but what he offers, we must want and seek and receive, and then keep. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In your Bible, if you are in the habit of making notes, marks, or using a highlighter, may I call attention to a little word repeated here that helps us get the main idea. That little simple word is, if... I'm using the English Standard Version, and the word if, suggesting condition, is generously used in the opening verses of Proverbs chapter 2. Listen again. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures. And then there is that follow-up word, then. So it looks like this. If you receive God's words, if you treasure up his commandments, if you are attentive to him, if your heart is inclined toward him, if you want insight and understanding, if you seek wisdom from God like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. You'll have that attitude and you'll find the knowledge of God. If you do this, then you'll have these good results. All through Proverbs, promises are made of what the gracious God offers to human beings. For us here to glorify him and to prepare for eternity. Let me make the point that God doesn't force wisdom into our stubborn heads. We've already learned he calls out to us. He desires our response. This passage is about the response that leads to wise living. What is necessary on our side of the relationship is receiving, treasuring, paying attention, seeking insight. This Reminds us of a promise that Jesus made. I cited earlier, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's take up something that may come up. Is this passage in Proverbs 2 legalistic? 
If you do this, you will get this. Is that legalistic? Well, just keep reading. Verse 6. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Can we talk about God's grace? I've become convinced anywhere in the Bible when mention is made of God giving, God giving something, offering something, I mark that down as a grace passage. One year in my daily Bible reading, every time I came to a passage where God was giving something or offering something, I marked it with the word grace, and it was all over the Bible. God doesn't have to give us anything. He is under no obligation, but He loves us and seeks what is best for us. When we respond to Him by doing these things in the passage, we are not involved in some legalistic system of merit or scorekeeping. No, we are responding from the heart. We are receiving what God offers, and it builds within us increasing depth of desire to be wise. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So, if we do what this passage says, we are not engaged in some scorekeeping system of merit. We are receiving what God graciously offers, with the result being wise living here on earth that glorifies God and prepares us for eternity. If we do this, then we enjoy these results, and the good results are blessings from the gracious God who wants us to live wisely. So what blessings come from God to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness? First, God is a shield to those who live in integrity. The shield is military equipment that is designed to protect. God is looking to graciously protect those who live in, those who live with integrity. What God protects them from, and exactly how God does this protection, and when, that isn't specified here. But if we have the fear of the Lord in our hearts, and we trust Him, we leave all this up to God, and we know it's occurring. We embrace the gracious promise that He shields those with integrity. He guards the paths of justice. Again, the inquisitive response is, how does God do this? Isn't it enough for us to believe he does? He knows how to guard the paths of justice. We believe he does that because we operate on the fundamental attitude of the fear of the Lord that involves our trust in him. And then third, he watches over us. This is another promise from His grace. Those who fear the Lord, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who live in obedience to Christ, believe firmly God is aware of us personally, every one of His children. He is a gracious, observant, watchful God. And all this helps us understand righteousness and justice under the wise rule and grace of God, and this keeps us on the good path when we keep these truths in our minds. It is pleasant to have these blessings from God, 
and it causes us to continue to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to seek and then to find. Now, uh, don't overlook there is a contrast in our text. Proverbs 2. There are those who call out for insight, seek it like silver, and they understand the fear of the Lord, and the Lord gives them wisdom for living and for eternity. There are others, however, who are not thus inclined. Let's take some notes and mark these. There are those who rejoice in evil, take delight in the perverseness of evil. They are crooked, devious in their ways, treacherous. There are forbidden women and wicked men. How do I guard my heart and life against these kind of people who want to pull me into their ways? Well, back in the opening statement, the father says to the son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments with you, if we fear the Lord and respond to him consistently from the heart, we avoid the treachery and perverseness of evil described often in Proverbs. One more thing from chapter 2, and then our takeaways. Something comes up in verses 16 through 19 that is briefly introduced here, but brought up again with fuller treatment later in Proverbs. Let me say that again. Something comes up in verses 16 to 19 here in Proverbs 2 that is briefly introduced, but brought up again in fuller treatment later in Proverbs. I'm talking about verses 16 through 19. Listen to it again. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth, and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. Sin and seduction is not limited to one gender. Here in this passage, there are wicked men and the forbidden woman, the adulteress, who is eloquent in her use of smooth words but unfaithful to her husband and acts against the covenant of her God. Fathers want their sons to be on alert. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. Takeaways in just a minute. Jesus said, In Matthew 5 and verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. With that in mind, listen please to Proverbs chapter 2. And then I'll have my takeaways. Here's Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart, to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. 
for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of peace and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. I have three takeaways. Number one, a lot of this is about seeking God, having first formed in your mind the fear of the Lord. Chapter two has those people seeking the Lord. You can't just form some thought in your head and call that the fear of the Lord and then be satisfied and done with it. Those who fear the Lord seek Him. They're active. They want to know more and do more and grow closer to the Lord even in a time of crisis. In fact, how we handle crisis shows if we really have the fear of the Lord, that deep reverence for Him within us about the current crisis we're going through, how we handle this is based on attitudes and character developed before this ever started. May I say that again? About the current crisis we're going through, how we handle this is based on attitudes and character that was developed before this ever started. What is essential for strength is the fear of the Lord, then seeking Him, hungering and thirsting after righteousness, wanting to be a hearer and a doer of the word and to develop at a deeper level the fear of the Lord. Number two, think about temptation. That comes up in chapter two. One source I have says this well, with God's wisdom soaking down into our hearts, we are fortified against two temptations that are inevitable. We inevitably face them in this world. The first is described in verses 12 through 15, being delivered from men of perverted speech, that is, smooth-talking, charming but evil men who invite us into the way of evil. And the second is in verses 16 through 
19, the forbidden woman who is skilled in the use of charm. Flattery is her weapon. Carnal attraction is her bait. She looks deeply into your eyes and wants you to go to her house. And there you sink into spiritual death. Fearing the Lord, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, protects us against the man of perverse speech and the forbidden woman whose house we ought not to visit. Number three, wisdom is more than just avoiding sin. It is walking in the way of the good. It is staying on the path of righteousness. It is remaining faithful. It is trusting God through the storms of life. It is not letting anyone, any irritation, any setback keep you from the commitment you made to Christ when you were baptized. Wisdom is more than just avoiding sin. It is seizing and pursuing that which is right and good and has integrity. Proverbs chapter 2. May I recommend now, after hearing this class, that you read back through chapters 1 and 2 of Proverbs. Reflect on your current attitude in life and be in prayer and read the two chapters over again, understanding the fear of the Lord and see if that is discovered inside of you. Find knowledge and continue to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Thank you for listening.